All right, I can't wait for this. Um, Cameron Black lives in uh, Kansas, but he's a big OU fan. We've known each other for a while. He's communicated back and forth with us for a while. I'm just going to let him tell the story. Let's bring him on now. Cameron Black, good morning. How are you, my friend? Zero. Boomer Sooner, buddy. How are you doing? Boomer Sooner. I'm great, man. Cameron, you sent me that story, I think it was a couple of days ago now. I got to tell you, man, it had me uh, crying. Uh, Watching the story you sent me was unbelievable. I had no idea you were doing this. But let's start here. Um, How'd you become such a big OU fan? Well, sir, uh, first of all, thank you so much for the the Rolling Stones intro music. I love that. Uh, <laughs> well, Toby, I was uh, I was born and raised in Oklahoma. I I lived about 15 minutes from campus uh, for the first 16 or 17 years of my life. And OU football, uh, it runs in my veins, buddy. It runs in my blood. Uh, my you know my father is a is a diehard, passionate OU fan. He lives and breathes for college football season, but specifically OU football. And, you know, my grandparents were season ticket holders. My great-grandparents were season ticket holders. Ironically enough, because of my condition, because of me being completely blind, when I lived in Norman, I could have cared less about OU football. No no offense to anybody. Um, and that's... That's only because I thought that it was something unobtainable for me, something that I would not be able to be able to see, obviously, so I wouldn't be able to enjoy it or take it in or even know what's going on. So uh, fast forward 28 years, um, I, I moved to Kansas City, and I started to explore the game of football because football was a language that people spoke in Kansas City, because um, Kansas City is a big, a big NFL city. We had the Chiefs, and I wanted to use football as a way to kind of fit into a new town. And I thought, you know, if I can at least learn the lingo a little bit, and I can know enough about the sport where I can talk about it with a with a monicum of intelligence, then I can have conversations with people, you know, on a bus or around the water cooler, so to speak, and was just astounded, you know, the piece of advice my father gave me. Uh, He taught me everything I know about football. My dad has forgotten more about football than most people know, especially (laughs) OU football. And he taught me all I know. And the piece of advice he gave me, he said, son, you should not, you should not watch football on TV. You're not going to get much out of it that way. He said, what you need to do is listen to it on the radio. He said, that is intended for people who are not looking at the game. Um, So I started doing that with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the voice of the Chiefs is a man named Mitch Holtis. And tremendous, tremendous play-by-play man. Tremendous broadcaster. And after I discovered that, it was not long at all before I thought, I'm going to start listening to, I can listen to OU football this way. I can listen to college football. And I turned on 107.7, the franchise, and there was T. Rowe. You've been a you've been a uh, a loyal listener ever since then. I don't know if there's a broadcast that goes by that we don't uh, hear from you in some regard because you are a giant Sooner fan through and through, aren't you? Yes, sir. I don't miss a game. I don't miss a football game, and I 
when the football's not going on, I try hard to tune into basketball, and I'm passionate about baseball. So I listen to the to the baseball games as well. Absolutely. Okay, tell us what unfolded here. Uh, you've been blind since birth, if I understand it correctly. Yes, sir. And an opportunity presented itself that it is remarkable. So tell us the story. Well, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, I mean, the story honestly starts even earlier than that. When I when I moved to Kansas City and I got and I got just very uh, steeped in the world of, of Kansas City sports, you know, football and uh, baseball primarily, um, I started writing a blog. Uh, just as kind of a way to interact with other sports fans on lines to uh, get chatting and get people talking, uh, and I just enjoyed doing it. And through that blog and through some other stories that were done about me um, in the newspapers and on TV, I got to meet with Mitch Holtis and do some projects with him. He's a super nice guy. And um, through that and through the work that I do for the place I work for, Alpha Point, um, I was nominated the Blue Cross Blue Shield Chiefs Kingdom champion, and I got to throw out the ceremonial first pass at a Chiefs game. This was back in 2018. Awesome. Anyway, um, and I've recently, over the last couple of months, uh, thrown out the ceremonial first pitch at a Royals game. Wow. And, yeah, it's I, I, I love it. It's been a ton of fun. I'm tremendously blessed, T-Row. But these uh, Michelob Ultra – who is the uh, you know the beer brand who put together the documentary they saw all this they saw my blog they saw the NFL special that was done on me and they have been developing a technology over the last year or so that would make sports a more immersive experience for people who are blind and visually impaired and they sought out someone that could kind of be the face of that and also act as a consultant to help them develop this technology. And they saw things that I had written, stories that had been done by me and about me, and they they sought me out. So for the last year, I acted as a consultant, um, giving them advice. They said they wanted to start with basketball. And my thought behind that was because basketball – and you stop me if you disagree, T. Rowe. Basketball is the most fluid of those three sports: football, baseball, yeah. and basketball. Absolutely, it never stops moving. And for a lot of fans, that's a good thing. For a blind or a visually impaired person, it can make basketball extraordinarily difficult to follow. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to start with that. So the technology that they developed, it was it was a mixture of things. They had what they called a haptics vest, and it was more than just a vest, uh, T-Row. I mean, you've seen it mm-hmm. there in the documentary. I wore a vest, and I wore I wore things on my arms and on my hands and on my feet, and um, they programmed the haptics to vibrate in different sequences and in different ways for when different things would occur during the game. You know, if a player made a layup, then my whole suit quickly vibrated twice. If a player made a three-point shot, I got what we call the triple ripple, and this <laughs> vibration went up and down my body three times. Uh, combined with that, they developed sound effects um, in these speakers, and I, I learned the language of those sound effects. 
and learned what all of them meant. They had sound effects for three-pointers and sound effects for fouls and sound effects for turnovers and things like that. And then the way that I knew what players were doing what, uh, they had a refreshable Braille display, and it was connected via Bluetooth to one of those websites that is you know, receiving live updates from the game. So popping up under my fingers in Braille was the name of the players and what what they just did, what they were doing, and scores and stats and everything. So with those I was pieces, curious about that, Cameron. That's one thing I was – how does he know what player has the basketball? So that's a good yes, explanation. Sir. So they're hooking that this suit him. up to you, and the intent is for you to now become the play-by-play announcer because you can feel and understand all this stuff, right? Yes, and that is – what we ended up doing, this culminated in New York City in the NBA playoffs. It was game three of round one, I believe. It was Knicks versus the Cavaliers, and I was doing the radio play-by-play for the Knicks. And I was using the haptics, the sound effects, and the refreshable Braille display, and I called the entire two-and-a-half-hour-long game. You did an unbelievable job. You're a really good announcer too. Uh, you you were thank you, sir. You were hammering the dunks and the three points. I'm going to tell you, if it won't be offensive to you, as a no. tip of the cap, I would love to mix in a triple ripple every once in a while in my Please OU do. calls because <laughs> I think it's awesome, and I would love to kind of you know give a tip of the cap to you as well. How were your nerves? You had to be nervous, incredibly nervous. It's an NBA playoff game, right? You know, at the uh, yes, uh, leading up to it, I was just incredibly nervous. I was scared to death because I've never done anything like this before in my life. And there was just there were so many people, there were so many moving parts, Toby, and so many people had come together to make this happen. And I just felt um very pressured to deliver on that and not because anyone made me feel that way nobody did it was just because of the of the situation and the scope of it i was incredibly nervous but i will tell you toby um as soon as they as soon as they said go and as soon as i started it all went away and i was just having fun i was just <laughs> channeling my inner t row <laughs> the moment that got me the most i think is when when you finish the game they're showing you calling the game, and you're you're just killing it. And when you finish the game, they pull back and they show all of the dozens of people that are standing around watching you, and they all start to cheer wildly. And I I was I just started crying. I was like, what a moment! I mean, you're you're performing in front of all these people, wearing this incredible technology, and getting to do something I'm sure you never dreamed you would get an opportunity to do. It was incredible, and. What is even more incredible, Toby, is um, what we are hoping is going to come out of this. And if you have a minute, I'd, I'd like to expand Please. on it if you don't mind. Yeah, go. So they have taken this technology that they have that I used to call the game, and they have. I don't even want to use the term pared down because that's not necessarily what they've done, but they have compacted it into. A, a website that people, that a, a blind or visually impaired person can access or, or anyone can access. And what's going to happen is um, whenever someone buys a ticket and goes 
into right now it's just in Madison Square Garden. But their hope is that it's going to expand to the 26 out of the 30 NBA franchises that Michelob Ultra sponsors. But right now, if you go into Madison Square Garden, there is there is going to be a link that you can access. And it will lead to a website. It is plug and play. It is extremely easy. You don't need to be real techno savvy to use it. But what is happening is they are going to have AI cameras that are capturing every single motion on the court, every motion of the ball, every motion of the players, absolutely everything. It is being fed into into a cloud where it's all being processed and turned into data. And then that data is going to come out in people's ears, and the AI voice is my own. Wow. Wow. uh, Yeah. So so I am essentially going to be calling the games without even being there. (laughs) Um, My AI voice will be calling the games, and they also um, have a lot of, like, NBA history loaded up into there, so I will be – I won't just be saying the movements of the players and the score. I'll also be giving interesting facts and and pieces of trivia and and, and things of that nature. That is going and when the game is not going on, you can actually still log on to it, even if there's no game or you're not in the stadium, and it will it is my voice giving kind of a tutorial about basketball and how I learned the sport and how I take it in. That is going to be available soon. I, I don't want to give dates because I'm not. I'm not. That's above me. <laughs> but it's going to be available soon at Madison Square Garden, and the hope is that it will be spread uh, throughout the 26 NBA teams that Michelob sponsors. Um, the other piece of news I received, um, and this is this is kind of unofficial. I, I got this from a from a reliable source last night. My mom. <laughs> we got a little breaking news coming here. I like this. Go ahead. My my mother Toby is one of the most amazing women I've ever, I've ever known. She is a a TVI stands for Teacher of the Visually Impaired, and she is in Alaska. It's where my parents live, and my mother travels all over the state of Alaska. Um, she goes to villages where sometimes she has to sleep in one-room schoolhouses on an air mattress in 30 below zero. And she works with the blind and the visually impaired students in that community for one, two, three days at a time. So she's in the education field. And she passed around the documentary to some of her colleagues. And I guess it just kind of snowballed. And what she told me last night over the phone was that the documentary has made it into the hands of the National Department of Education. And they're extremely happy with it. And they want to do something with it involving schools all over the country. Uh, This is very much in its infancy. I just heard about this last night. So I I really don't know what's going to happen with that. Man, I could talk to you for hours. And uh, I look forward to to talking to you more in the future. But... uh... Cameron, I am uh, humbled, I am proud, and I am inspired by you, and I can't imagine what the other visually impaired people around the country who catch wind of this feel about you as well, how inspired they are. And, my friend, there are some triple ripples headed the way on uh, Sooner (laughs) Radio uh, coming soon in honor of you. 
Uh, way to go. Just an awesome, awesome story, Cameron. We're proud of you, and we're proud that you're a Sooner fan, buddy. Well, Toby, you need to take a little credit, too, man. I just want to do for other blind and visually impaired people what you have been doing for me for years now. Mm. Cameron, have a great day, man. Thank you. you. you there you go. That's Thanks a lot. Uh, Cameron Black. Soon, uh, we had him on earlier <clears throat> earlier today. Um, incredible story. And, again, I would encourage you, if you haven't yet watched the video element, it's a long watch. It's about 25 minutes, but it is well worth your time. I sent it out on Twitter uh, yesterday. You can find it there, at T-Row-O-U. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. Dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They provide us with our office technology solutions here. We can fax it up, print it up, scan it up, document it up. We can do it all because of R.K. Black. They can help your small or medium-sized business across Oklahoma or Kansas as well. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, go ahead. Toby, you are the real deal. Thanks for sharing that story. Nothing to do with me, but thank you very much. Someone cutting onions in studio, Toby? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm making, I'm making uh, chopping a bunch of onions before we head to Albuquerque. We're heading to Albuquerque right after the show, TJ. Yeah. How about that? The ABQ, I call it. Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for the shout out to the McKid this morning. It made his morning with a smile from ear to ear and a couple of fist bumps with sister. Once he's president, I can guarantee you, you will get a call and ask not what your country can do for you. Oh, it's DJ. What can I do for you, DJ? Hi, not you, Tony. Is that from Jonathan William Crawford? <laughs> That's right. President John, future president Jonathan <laughs> William right. Crawford. That is correct. That is correct. John Billy. Uh, Josh Billy. <laughs> I want you gentlemen to know, I really enjoy your show each morning. You are my people from Sooner Tracy. Oh, thank you. You are our people. Huh. Uh, let's see here. From the blind guy here in Norman. Lost my uh, eyesight in Vietnam. Thanks, Toby, for the spotlighting the journey of the blind VI folks. Uh, just to add... When I go to baseball games with my guide dog, I have the AirPods dialed into your call, basketball and football. You have the wow. gift of describing the scene down to uniforms. You paint a wonderful picture that enhances my love for sports. Thanks is not enough. Wow. Thank you. That means the world. It really does. On, on behalf of the whole crew. Uh, I mean, everybody. I mean, that means the whole world. One could only, one could only home that what? Whoa. One could only, maybe that's hope. Maybe, uh, not home. One could only hope that the Crimson and Cardinal Classic with Bedlam at the BOK and neutral site game seems fitting for that game going forward. Sooner Rich. 
So he wants Bedlam at the BOK going forward to replace Crimson hmm. What do you Cardinal think about Classic. that? Um, I sure. I mean, there's positives and negatives. Yeah. It's really fun when you do things like that. But as you mentioned yesterday, it's great having big games on campus too. So right. maybe That's mix it up a little bit. There. Yeah. Do it in the Paycom Center once in a while. Do it in the BOK once in a while. Also have on-campus games. Toby just said for the second time today he wet himself. <laughs> I don't think I said that, did I? I don't think I said that. Did uh, I say that? Why I, would I say I, that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Papa Fudge says he's just got his tickets. He can't wait. Let's see what the screenshot is. Oh, the uh, uh, the game at the BOK. He's going to the Crimson, and, uh, the Crimson and Cardinal Classic here. He's got his tickets. Nice. Thank you. Let's keep keep going. T-Town, we need you a week from Saturday. If TJ will be there, I'll Rochambeau you for that trapper hat. No chance. You're not getting my fur trapper hat. TJ, is there a possibility we could set up uh, something either inside or outside the BOK Center for you to sign autographs and take pictures with fans next Saturday? No, I like to, to, uh, you know, just blend in with the normal crowd, the normal folk, and watch the game when I'm at the game. You like to be with the commoners and just uh, don't don't stand out. Don't bother me. It really bothers my kid, too. Oh, really? Why do people act like you're famous? Well, I mean, I think Bronx is as famous as you are. such a loser. That's the thing. He gets more, hey, bro. Then I get TJ, so I'm just Bronx's dad, you know. So you agree that you'll set up a table outside the BOK Center to sign autographs yes. and take pictures with fans uh, next Saturday? Venmo. I'll have the uh, little Venmo there for uh, 25 an autograph. Um, I'll be wearing a Santa suit. I'll do a Stutzman thing here. <laughs> Speaking of which... The Wheels of Joy Fundraiser, benefiting Mills on Wheels, is coming up this Sunday. Danny Stutzman and his group from his communication capstone class given the project to host a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization, so he volunteered with Soul Mission and Mills on Wheels. Sunday, December 3rd, 4 to 6 p.m. at the New Beanstalk Snow location uh, located is this in downtown Norman. or after he transfers to USC or Oregon? I would say this is before. <clears throat> Okay. Before. Yeah. Uh, Danny's gonna dress up like Santa. I don't. know. It makes me laugh every time I think about this. Picture <laughs> bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton every time I read this. Danny will dress up as Santa, uh, and uh, individuals and groups will have the opportunity to take pictures with him for ten dollars each. He'll autograph the pictures for an additional fifteen. Mills on Wheels will be selling raffle tickets for autographed framed jerseys. Uh, a percentage of Beanstalk's uh, sales also during that time will be uh, donated to Mills on Wheels. So all of this to, is to, to, to benefit Mills on Wheels with Danny Santa coming up on uh, December 3rd. In downtown yeah, that's Norman. awesome. That is a great idea. <laughs> great idea. Uh, <laughs> Toby, can you do the Teddy birthday impersonation? Fred is asking here. Teddy birthday impersonation. What do you, what does that mean? Um, I know the yeah, and I know you're fire. I don't know about the birthday one. Teddy birthday impersonation. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll have to remind us. I probably know it once somebody reminds hey, me. Hey, happy I'm... birthday, Teddy! Hey! That's from uh, Tyler. That's oh, from... Hi, everybody. Um, 
Toby TJ, after hearing the Cameron story, all I thought of was I hope someday that a Hall of Fame caller named Benny can use some of the technology to enhance his ability to wow. enjoy sports better. I love his yeah. uh, this basketball team. They are so much more athletic than the other teams that Porter has had so far. Boomer Sooner, thanks, Curtis B. Yeah, that's really, really well said. Benny's a Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Here's the pre the pre read sh- uh, uh, chuckle. The, 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 the tr- I'm not reading sooner, Gundy. You you made me laugh, and I better not read that one. Someone I don't know. Someone may take it wrong. I don't know. Uh, Toby and Mitch Holtus are on my personal Mount Rushmore of play by play guys. TJ hates Mitch. Holtus. Uh, I'm not a Mitch Holtus fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is big time. <laughs> I even had to grab my pants in a certain way just then to deliver that. Mitch is big time. I'm 90% sure he was offered the OU job before me. Not 100%. Nobody's ever confirmed that to me, but I am I know him and Kenny were really tight, are really tight. So Here comes here comes the one text I was waiting on today when we were talking about McCaslin and the new arena over there at University North Park. Any new arena needs to be on campus. Students are not going to drive to North Norman. <laughs> That's right. Students, never Students go don't drive anymore. <laughs> <That's you know. laughs> they're not capable. They're not going to go to an entertainment and shopping no district way with bars and restaurants. Two and a half miles down the road. Mm-hmm. No way. I am in favor of just tacking on a little more to this project and building a monorail like they have at West Virginia. That carries students from campus and drops them off right there in uh, the heart of the new entertainment district. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Uh, the Westlake High School in Austin has a blind student coach working with the O line. I'm not really sure the backstory wow. yet. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Cameron Black for one OU football game is play-by-play with Tiro and Teddy both on color. I, I, I do it in a heartbeat. I don't. Like, basketball would make the most sense right now because that's where the technology exists. I don't know what all that would entail. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to bring all the stuff at Madison Square Garden to the Lloyd Noble Center, and it's certainly a question worth asking. Um, 100% in favor of that. 100, 150% in favor of that if we could we could figure it out. Ozzy also in favor of it. J- J- Jeff, Ozzy's not get happy. Get out of the booth! Get him out of that's there! Right. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> and we, 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 Ozzy Ozzy's been alive for uh, two months. He's been in our house for two weeks, and he's already sick of me calling games. <laughs> Quit we, leaving me every Saturday. We have only mentioned it briefly, uh, but this texter says, "What do you think about Walker?" So. Tawee! Tawee! By the way, the well, Transfer Portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Thank you. Thank you. All your portal news brought, brought to you by Swiftco. 405-831. Oh, this is missing a number here. Uh, hey, guys, you've got to update your copy. It says 405-831-822. <laughs> Brent Swift and That's the guys will come numbers. out and look at your home. That's not enough numbers. But look up Swiftco uh, and, and, and uh, SwiftcoTeam.com and find the number there. So. Not surprising. Uh, he had a great year. I wish him the best. Uh, you know, would love to have him stick around. But yeah, theoretically, they got Sawchuck and Barnes back. If the two freshmen stick around. They're bringing in the number one running back in America and the other beast of a running back from Carl Albert. It's going to get really crowded next year. He's still not on scholarship. So he put together enough of a resume tape 
this year that he's going to get he's going to attract some offers out there. So I wish him the best. Yeah. And I regrettably will remember Tawi Walker for the second worst call of my career. That's the only I was about to say that's the only thing I'm going to miss is that we won't get another wee wee wee. Yeah, that wasn't happening anyway. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> Break time. Um TJ, we got to play a quick round of who you got championship weekend edition when we come back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. You ready for the SEC fact of the day, TJ? Yeah! Trying to educate us all up for our new conference. 295 days away now from the first SEC football game. Here's your SEC fact of the day. Georgia's first mascot was actually a goat. A student brought its pet goat to their first ever football game in 1892, and Georgia beat Mercer 50 to nothing. So the fans decided the goat was good luck and insisted he be brought to the second game. They even made it a coat. TJ, a black coat, put a red UG on the side (laughs) for the goat. Georgia lost their second game to Auburn 10-0. The fans barbecued the goat. Oh, no, they didn't. There is your SEC fact of the day. That's the conference we're going into, TJ. We love you right up until you lose, and then we barbecue the goat. All right, you ready for a little uh, a little who you got championship style? <laughs> Go ahead. You're right. That was a little troubling twist there. <laughs> yeah, it was. You were yeah. fi- you were about to fall I, in love with the goat. Weren't I was you? about to, and then I pictured Drake sitting courtside in a little black cape with an OU on it, and then we barbecue him up after a basketball <laughs> loss or something. We would never do that, Drake. Don't you worry. We would never do that. All right, uh, Pac-12 championship game tonight. Oregon and Washington. The game is in Vegas. Oregon a ten point favorite, despite Washington winning their first matchup earlier this year. Who you got? Well, this will answer on a Royal Rumble question. Give me Washington for the lock and upset. Oh, you're That's, doubling up on UW. The chairman says, uh, not up in here, Oregon, although he's been very high on Oregon and Washington all year, and he loves him some Bo Nicks. So, But hmm. he's going Washington with his uh, upset and lock in the Royal Rumble. I'll text it in, but uh, I forgot to text it out. Teddy's. I'm sure Teddy's driving Travis crazy because he still hasn't sent his pick in. Look, Ted's not sending in until 10.59 tomorrow when games kick off. I know what he's doing. They he's, start tonight. You, they you, start tonight. You called it the gentlemanly rule. There's nothing mm-hmm. gentlemanly about Teddy Lehman. He wants Travis right. to make the pick first, and he's going and to he's hold out as him. long as he can. Yeah. Come on, Ted. Don't be that way. Uh, Big 12 championship, 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, OSU, Texas. I will not be watching this game. Texas favored by 15 and a half. Who you got? Uh, vomit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, I'm going Texas. I'm not, I don't, I have no rooting interest either way. I, I, Texas is the better team. Texas wins. 
The only benefit here to OU is if Texas wins and tonight or tomorrow SMU beats Tulane, there's still a chance OU could get in a New Year's Day six. Right, correct. The SMU thing may be even more powerful. They need both to happen, but if SMU could win and get into the top 25 in the, you know, in the committee's eyes and Tulane would fall out of the top 25, it would add a, a good win for OU, and it would take away a good win for Ole Miss, who's right in front of them in the standings. So and there's still a sliver of a hope oh, you could get in this thing. And, and for that to happen, I think they need Texas to win. But I'm not telling you to root for Texas, folks. Never, never should you ever do that. SEC championship game, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in Atlanta, Georgia, Alabama. I tried talking the kid into this upset. He laughed at me, and I said, all right, well, Bama's winning this game, so give me the tide. I took Bama for my uh, upset. How do you feel and, about that? Uh, well, I feel okay about it. You are they, picking against Georgia, so it's two evils. Well, I, I probably would have picked Georgia, except did you see that David uh, – Oh, what's David's last name? It was it used to be on ESPN. Oh, uh, Pollock or uh, David Pollock. Yeah, he posted a video yesterday that said, without a doubt, Kirby Smart has the is the better coach in this game. And I was like, well, done. Just sealed you. He just sealed the fate of the dogs. You just you just you made your uh, coach the goat. There, he's going to be burned after the game. Barbecue. Um, Michigan-Iowa, Big Ten Championship game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on Fox. Michigan, a 22-point favorite. Yeah, unfortunately. I I hope Iowa pulls off the upset, but Michigan's going to win the game. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be. be great. But Teddy said something funny yesterday. He said it would be the biggest flex if Michigan would take the opening kickoff and go down and score. And then from that point on, the rest of the game, every time they got the ball, they just kick it right back to Iowa. <laughs> So you, you can't a, score on you've us. Got, you got 20 possessions. Good luck. Let's see if you can score on it. Uh, finally, ACC championship game tomorrow night, Louisville and Florida State. The game is in Charlotte. Who you got? I am going to go Louisville with the Louisville? win there. Yeah, Louisville. All right, very good. We got time for one more quick uh, piece of audio here. OU wins last night, 107-86 in McCaslin Fieldhouse. Leading scorer, Otega Owe, matching his career high with 20 points last night. And we chatted, or Kevin Henry chatted with him after the game. Otega, talk about the atmosphere. That had to have been a fun game. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, first of all, I just want to shout out the students for coming out. It was crazy. They, they packed it out, great energy from beginning to end. And just being able to see the students be able to come out and show support, it was huge. What got you guys going so early? I mean, you got jumped out on them early. It was 25 to 10 right off the bat, man. What, what, what helped you guys get such a lead? Uh, I would say the energy, really. Like, in the, like, the atmosphere was crazy. Like, when you're in an atmosphere like that, you just want to play hard. And obviously, that's our identity. He was playing hard, aggressive, and up and down. So just being able to play in that atmosphere was great. How does a game like this help you guys build on the next one? Um, it helps a lot, obviously. We just want to keep on stacking uh, wins and it's good days. So just being able to win this and be able to take a, a lesson from it. Good job, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Tag is having a great start to his season. 20 more points last night. He went 9 of 11 from the field. All right, take a break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up a Friday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show next. 